Welcome, Dr. James Beck of Sports Card Insights. This is an outtake episode from Hobby Hotline from actually last Saturday, just a couple of days ago. I was on with uh, Brad Bethune, a Texas card dude, and Brody the Kid, a couple others made appearances. But for this segment, we got into the aspect of this latest announcement about this grade A ID or grade aid, which I think is a pre-grading. We were talking about that. I highly recommend the Hobby Hotline show. Thanks, sponsors, Tops, Panini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huxley Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, ComC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So here it is, Hobby Hotline excerpts, outtakes, and enjoy, because pre-grading is a thing, and grade A, I, D, I think, is a concept. We'll see how it rolls out when it comes to market. Hey, Brad, what about this grade A ID thing that looked like more of a pre-grading thing? I think it's used as an assistant to show you, hey, this card isn't as 100% centered as you think. It's an assistant to help you see the flaws in the card. And with the app, it actually shows you a guesstimate of where to send the card. Either PSA, BGS, SGC, and what a guesstimate of what they think the grade's going to be. I think there's going to become more and more tools out there to be able to say, yes, you, need, you you can grade this, or this card's going to be graded at X, or, hey, this corner is not as tight as you thought it was, or this card's not as centered as you thought it was. There's actually centering tools online that you can use to take a picture of your card and, and upload it and see how centered it is. And it, the tools are even accurate to do it for borderless. I've done it a couple of times and then shown it to a couple of, of former graders, and they agree with the centering. I, I, I just think that there's going to be a lot of tools coming out to help with grading for someone who is more strategic about what they do rather than a shotgun approach. I think the, the tools are going to become much better, and they're going to be much more of an experience coming down the road. Yeah, you always talk about how if you've got PSA 9, what would that grade at Beckett? If you could get something that takes a what it would grade at BGS versus PSA. Then we can see how tough are the companies. Yeah, uh, who is the toughest grader? It's a potential lawsuit. <laughs> Somebody's exactly. going to say that PSA is stricter or not as strict or tougher on this than that. You'd have to back that up. That's tricky. But the grade A ID thing, would you say they're in beta? Honestly, I didn't get that far. Because um, you're just talking about what they said. But yeah, I, I haven't and, seen it. And, have you used it? No, I actually went through and they showed a screenshot of what right. they looked like. So I didn't get that far. I don't uh, think you can get any farther. Yeah. Well, That's my point. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, what they want to do is people are going to be doing these kinds of things. And it's not necessarily a, a winner-take-all thing. There may be different approaches. There's going to be more than one app. The battle is going to be for the real estate of your phone, of being always with you in your pocket or whatever with your smartphone that you can see what you have, what it's graded, transact it, trade it. So that's where it's similar even to NFTs, which are digital. So even though you have a card, you take a photo of the card and you transact it in the app. Obviously you gotta mail it if or get it to somebody if it's a physical card. Yeah, one of my biggest concerns with that was if you take a picture of a card and you pre-submit it to anybody and you say, hey look, this says that it's a PSA nine then I take that plus the, the deal and send it, and it doesn't come out as a PSA 9. The company aspect, how do I know that you sent the card with the picture? How do you know that's accurate? And from a consumer standpoint, 
hey, you said it was a nine, but it came up as a five. That's the well, part that I'm like, well, oh, it, it, gosh. I had a long discussion with Jeremy Murray over at BGS a, a number of months ago about exactly this. I think we agree, and you probably would have to agree too, Brad, is that the actual grading is going to take precedence over an app that's looking at a scan or, or a right. photo. So right. the actual physical expert grading, perhaps assisted by the computer, is going to be the, the final authority in our industry. Mm -hmm. I don't think people are going to say, the computer said it's a nine and PSA said it's an eight. There's going to have to be a way to reconcile that. It's probably because PSA could see something or they'd have to have a reason. BGS, I, I think, is a good idea to have the report card where you can see exactly where the downgrade was or exactly yeah. what category it was in. Yeah, I think everybody should go into that detailed of corner centering. Mm -hmm. I think everybody needs to start doing mm -hmm. that because when you go to the marketplace, any marketplace, whether it be the card show or wherever, and you see it's an eight, why is it an eight? My eye won't be able to pick why it's an eight, you know, where Drew's eye could tell you, boom, this is why it was an eight. I don't have a clue. I just know that somebody said it was an eight. Is it an eight because they had a bad day one day or is it a nine and somebody missed it? You want subgrades. I remember seeing some like one-on-one -on -one Mahomes printing plate and printing plates sometimes have condition problems with scratches and stuff. They mm -hmm. it came back eight or something, but centering corners and edges were fine, pretty solid, but the surface was a really low grade. If you send a card to BGS, it comes back a seven. You got three tens and one three because of one bad thing. Does it make that seven more valuable than a PSA seven that could have been sevens for everything? On Beckett, whenever they do subgrades, is it a true mathematical average or is there an algorithm on the back end that determines what a true grade is? There's a it's uh, algorithm and it, it depends. Not all BGS 9.5s equal because they could have a different configuration of subgrades. They don't have to be quad 9.5s, but not every 9.625, 110 and 395s is equal either. It depends on which of the subgrades got the bump or didn't get it. People that are simplifying it to look at the average grade, what's better is just to look at the four elements. If you value centering highest, that's the main thing you're concerned about. It's a 10 centering. That's unimprovable. If it's a nine surface, which you don't care about, that could drag the whole car down to a nine if the uh, corners and edges are not perfect. It, it's bringing scrutiny to the non-fungibility of a card that every nine is not equal. Just because the average is nine, that, that's not the same either. If they have the exact same subgrades, then probably that's equivalent. If you talk about people that crack stuff, if you send a card to BGS and you're hoping for a 10, but you get a 95, with the subgrades, you get an idea. If I sent this to PSA, I have two 10s and two 95s. So this should get a 10 at PSA. Or it could be you got three 95s and one 9. This might be a 9 at PSA. Brody, it depends. PSA and BGS and all the others have the first C, to me, is centering. When you look at the centering, if it's not perfectly centered, it, it shouldn't be a 10 for anybody or even a 9.5. One group was saying that's the last thing we do, but I think that's the first thing. If you look at the card, if it's off-centered, it's not going to get a high grade. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I like looking through cards that I could maybe want to grade. If I see it's off-centered, then I'm pretty much saying I'm not going to grade this. If there's a little problem with the edge, but it's a nice card and the centering looks good, I might say, all right. But if the centering's terrible, then I'm just going to say no. Let me ask you, this card isn't centered, but it has amazing corners, 
amazing edges and no surface whatsoever. Would you throw it out because it has no centering, no great centering? Or would you just say, okay, that's a nine because it's not centered and a nine's okay. It's not a 10, but a nine's okay. If you think about it, when you look at a card, like an optic or prism card, centering with all four of the things, not center is going to make it ugly, very ugly. That's like the main thing. A little nip on the corner, on the back, and people aren't going to see if you post it on social media. But if you post a card and the centering's terrible, everybody's going to see that right away. The whole thing about centering in vintage is that quality control back in the day, a long time ago, was not nearly what it is now. From the modern cards, you really expect to get perfect center. In fact, you should expect to get nines and tens right out of mm -hmm. the pack. Even out of the pack for older cards, for vintage cards, they're not necessarily tens. The centering is atrocious on some of the sets that yeah. go back 30 or 40 years. That's just a quality control issue. The collector can't do anything about that. But the interesting point, if I see a vintage card that's perfectly centered with super sharp corners, I'm going to measure it. Yeah. Because it, it could be slightly undersized. Uh, yeah. Because it seems like in some of these sets, you're more likely to find something off-centered than perfectly centered. If it's perfectly centered, that's an accident. Just because they use different cutting technology. So, yeah. But yeah. great. So that that's why these tens and nines for vintage stuff are are bringing such premium prices. Really true condition rarities because it wasn't just handling; it had to be superior quality control out of the factory. If you take a, a borderless card, how do you know when you pull that Zion? that it's off-center. My eye can't tell. I'm more familiar with BGS, but the, the graders see these cards in such quantity that even when it's borderless, by seeing so many of them, they say, this is what it's supposed to look like. But measuring it out and using these other tools with some of these modern cards is tricky because it, it may not look centered, but it probably is centered. Because the card companies know how important it is. And they're all chopped up in one or two places. So they're experts in the production of these cards. And the quality control has gotten a lot better. What you're saying, Brody, if it doesn't look right to you, and I think that's what collectors do, that's why grading is not the whole story. You can see if it looks like a 10, but you don't like the look of it. It's by the card, not the holder. If it, it, They say it's centered, but it doesn't look centered to you. That's your prerogative to say, I'm going to look for one that's that's shifted over the other way. But if you don't find one, you say, maybe what I thought was off-centered is really not off-centered because they're all like that, and that's the way they were intended. If it's borderless and you got a little more full bleed on one end than another, maybe that's just the artistic element of it. Mm -hmm. The graders see so many of them that they know that you know, I'm not going to mark off for that because they're all like that because that's the way they're supposed to be. The man in the house of cards.